Welcome to the Wellness Platform Podcast. I'm your host, Libby Ranger. In each episode, I hope to inspire you to find balance, happiness, and health so that you can flourish in all areas of your life. I'm a wellness coach and presenter passionate about mind-body connection. Let's motivate you to become the best version of yourself. Today I'm speaking with entrepreneur Hannah Melsop, owner of Real Rad Food, a functional food company based in Tauranga. I've followed Hannah's business journey for years. She's got a really inspiring story, jumping into business at age 21. Five years in, she's still growing even through a pandemic. I hope you guys enjoy. Hannah, welcome along to the podcast. So excited to have you on here today. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, you're such an inspiration. I've loved following your journey of Real Red Food. I don't know when I started following you, but I'm going to say definitely a couple of years. So I'm excited to pass on your story to the listeners and pick your brains. Last week, I got this little package in the mail from one of my little sisters. I've got triplet sisters and it was strawberry shortcake in the mail, a little Valentine's Day present from her. So delicious, by the way. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I saw that on your story and I was like, we'll be chatting soon. I was wondering, do you eat lots of your own products still or are you kind of indifferent to it now? I am a daily user of our supplement products, but the slices, I had my day of eating so many and I think I sort of ruined it for myself a little bit, Mm. but definitely like the new ones, I love the testing phase of that, but it's not a daily basis thing for me, Mm. which I think some people are quite surprised about. But when you're around it all the time, it's not the thing that you're really craving that often. Yeah, I get that because you're doing such large scale. When you're doing your kitchen days and you're making all the slices, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. So I thought we would start by grabbing your story. I've seen the evolution of it on your Instagram, but I'd love it if you could share the age you started, why you started, what Real Red Food is for anyone listening who may not know. Yeah, so Real Red Food is essentially a health food company. And we do everything from raw slices to red ball mixes that you can find in supermarkets. We also have a couple of supplement products. So we do a protein powder and a, it's called Red Sleep and it's like a botanical hot chocolate. And there's such a massive range of products now, but we started when I was at university in 2014. I started this Instagram account where I was just sharing plant-based food because I was falling in love with this whole movement around plant-based food that was exploding back then. I was working in a few cafes and I was just sharing what I was making for the cabinets and in my own home on this Instagram page. And that Instagram page was called Balancing Han because I was at university and I was going out with all my friends, but I was also falling in love with health foods and that sort of thing. So it was quite an interesting sort of time in my life. I finished my degree and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do after university. So that was fast forward to 2017. And I decided that I was going to try and turn it into a bit of a full-time gig because I knew from my time working in cafes that these cafes were just hiring me to create the raw slices for their cabinet. And I also had quite a few people that were wanting to purchase cakes and that sort of thing. And being the naive 21-year-old that I was, I was like, that'll be easy. Let's go full-time, find a commercial kitchen space. I'll go to all the markets and 
we'll try and sell this to cafes. And to be fair, that first year was pretty easy. We were growing from the very beginning and I was able to support myself in terms of paying my rent and living quite easily, which is something that it's not always easy when you're in a startup phase. But I think because I had grown a social media following, I had an audience ready and waiting. From there, we created an online store. We got nationwide distribution for both that online store and also our cafe wholesalers. So yeah, we pretty much grew from there. We then started to move into the space of mixes and protein powder after COVID. And that's been an awesome addition to our revenue and range of products. And now we're in our own kitchen space out in Papamoa. It's just me and one other girl working out there and we outsource a lot of the manufacturing of our dry products, but we still make everything frozen in-house and our slices are still our top selling product, which is quite cool because they were our hero product from the very beginning. But yeah, that's a quick synopsis of the past five years, I suppose. Yeah, I find it amazing that you're making slices to that scale all by hand with only one other employee I just that blows my mind all the time yeah we invested pretty heavily into machinery about three years ago which Mm. has meant that we can create about 3,000 pieces across two days with just the two of us so it's Mm. yeah it's pretty efficient operation and yeah I'm a big believer in investing in good quality machinery there was no way to scale what we were doing with the machinery that we had back then I remember I used to have six Breville blenders lined up and I would weigh out the ingredients into each one and I used to have these tins that were you know like 20 centimeters by 20 centimeters and now they're like half a meter by 250 it's crazy When I used to live in London, I worked for this cold breast juice bar and we got this gig to do raw slices for a Topshop event on Oxford Street. And it was literally that. We had no idea what we were doing and trying to make those really dense, nutty, batty slices and weak blenders that explode, they'd break, the quantity would be wrong. I'm so intrigued. You've got from there to here. And I guess that was over a span of years. But just listening to like the leaps that you've made, did you have a mentor? Like, how did you find the confidence to just push forward to each step, I guess? Yeah, I think that the whole thing of me saying I was so naive was actually such a a blessing in disguise because even just going full time into the business was a massive risk in itself. And I was at an age where, you know, I didn't have a mortgage pay, I didn't have any dependents, so it was probably the perfect time to do it. But without having the knowledge that I have now of all of the obstacles I was going to come across. I was just ready to take any opportunity to try things and fail quickly if we were in that space. I did have a mentor a couple years ago, the owner of Panna Organic or the founder of Panna Organic. They're a raw chocolate company that was started over in Melbourne. And that was really amazing. But there's been no one that's followed me through the past five years. Like we've had no investors that have had any say in operations or anything like that. So it has really been just learning as I've gone. And I guess I know my customer really well and we've been able to build a community online where I'm very in tune with what they want and develop products into those areas. But yeah, it's just been like a lot of learning and a lot of trial and error and being willing to take those risks, I suppose. This was probably when I just started following you. I remember seeing your video during COVID when you were really just vulnerable about what you're going through as a business and what you were dealing with from the fallout of COVID. 
what do you think has been like your biggest learning? Because I feel like after that, like I was thinking last night, I was like, hmm, Hannah's journey. It seemed like it went really well after that. Sort of was a dip before a peak or something. Yeah. And I like think back to that video because that was only up for a matter of time. And that was always the intention with that. And I have scrolling past that video on my camera. I just like scrolled so quickly because I'm like, oh my gosh, what came over me to be so vulnerable on Real Red Food? Because we have definitely changed our marketing tact around like what Real Red Food posts now. So we shine the light a whole lot more on the product as opposed to like me as the founder. Just because it's better for my mental health, I don't want to be Real Red Foods brand because that means that Real Red Food's going well, I'm going well, but if Real Red Food maybe doesn't feel like it's going as well, then I'm not going as well. So in that time, it was interesting because Real Red Food, we never really felt like a negative effect of COVID on the bottom line for say, but I just was so in the depths of isolation and loneliness as a founder. We had just had so many things thrown our way that year. Things that weren't even directly COVID related, HR issues, legal issues, just a whole lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people don't really know about. And I was just like beaten down and was finding it so hard to just go to work because I felt like I was constantly just like, what is the next bomb that's going to land on my desk tomorrow? And I did not feel equipped to be able to deal with it all. So I guess my learning from that was I knew that if I made it out the other side, that we were probably going to have our best years yet. I just knew that that was the case. Sometimes when you are in the depths of the depths, it makes the high points so much better after that. And it also just gave me so much perspective around what actually the company allowed me to do. I remember being like, I can't do this anymore. Closing the doors, I just can't do it. It's too much pressure on just one person. And then I sat down with my partner and we were just talking about like that I'm actually in such a privileged position. I realized that pressure is actually a privilege. I'm so lucky to be sitting here owning my own company, creating products that I genuinely love, connecting with a community of people that I genuinely love, working hours that I want to work, employing people that align with those same values and creating a story. And the things that I've been able to learn across the past five years is something that so many people don't get the opportunity to learn. That's so true. And the pressure as well, it means you've got stuff going on, right? As opposed to you starting a business and just sitting there being like, I wish I was more busy. I guess that's the privilege you're speaking to. For someone listening who might be in a similar situation, they might not have their own business that's under such pressure at that point. What's your top tip when you're in that place when you're like, I just want to give it up. I want to close the doors. I don't want to work for myself anymore. It would be easier to just get a salary and an office job. Like I'm interested in this myself. Well, I think that one of the things that I think about all the time is that the journey is never going to be what you expect it to be, but the destination will always be worth it. And I feel like I'm finding myself in destination every month or every week. And I'm like standing up the top of these hills being like, this is it. I can't believe that this is it. But you just got to be ready that it's it's never going to go to plan, really. Mm. Especially when you start to work with so many moving parts and You've got to risk big to win big. And if you don't really want to play in that game, then the satisfaction of playing the small game doesn't normally equate to what it is when you play the big game. But 
it depends on everyone. And, you know, we aren't out here making these massive risks and there's companies out there, you know, getting investment on, raising capital and all that sort of thing. And we don't do that. But even just taking the risk to start your own business or launch a new product is so massive and you feel that on a daily basis. And it's just important to get the perspective of what you've done over the past few years and that sometimes the smallest things are a destination in themselves and to celebrate those moments just as much as you feel the stresses of the moments that don't feel like they're going so well. I love that. It's very profound. And I feel like I've seen a picture of you like when you were younger at the markets with your products and I've seen a photo of you at the supermarket when your products are on the shelf. And you just said that about raising capital, but it seems like your growth is just expensive. Yeah, I guess... I say that I'm a risk taker, but I'm also quite conservative with how we've grown. Everything we've invested into is just the company's been able to afford it. And I haven't taken out much from the company and that's allowed us to do that. Also, I don't have children to pay for or anything like that. And so I've been able to give myself and the company back everything that it's earned itself, which has allowed us not to have that investment or that debt. I don't think we will be looking for investment ever. I hear so many scary stories and I just don't know if it's for me, to be honest. Yeah, actually the exact same company that I worked for in London, which was really similar business. We started at the markets and things like that. Towards just before I left London, the business owner got investment and it honestly turned so south. And like, but what if it hadn't happened? Things could be so different. The business just closed down after that. Um, You don't have kids, but you've got Cooper. Obviously, I love following Coops. He's so cute. Is he around? He's sleeping on the couch. He's, he's always around. When we're talking about these successes, and I feel you're quite open on your personal page about like you've bought a house and you've got your apartment and these things that as a young woman are really successful and amazing. What is your proudest moment? You said before you feel like you hit the destination and you feel like you're on top of these hills. Is there one moment where you're like, this moment is it? Yeah, it's, I guess there's been a few. I do remember when I got, I suppose, a company car. So like the business bought a car, which I then drive and it was like fully sign ridden and I was driving it. And I don't know, you know, when all worlds collide and like, I don't know, some song came on that really like got me into my feels and I was just driving my new car out of the place and I was like, this is it. And I suppose that was like maybe after like a year and a half of being in business and I was like, we are doing it and it's working and it's so exciting. And yeah, being able to, you know, get into the property market was a massive one as well and one that when you're living your everyday life you don't have to think about but such a privilege to be able to do that when it got so hard for so many right after I was able to buy but on like a daily basis I just constantly think about how lucky I am to live the life that I do and to have learned the things that I've learned in my early 20s when you create a company at 21 and you have been doing it for five years like I feel like your years in your 20s are Time moves so quickly, but so slow. And it feels like you've been doing it for an eternity. And I'm just really proud of the, I guess, the stability that the company's had. Like we've had growth every year and it's just been, when I sit down with my accountant and we look at the numbers over the past five years, to to say that we've grown every year, even through a pandemic, this Mm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Incredible. So inspirational. Can we talk a little bit about your product? So I tried the protein like last year and I noticed... I love it and it really did regulate a lot of things for me. I don't have it at the moment, but I noticed it had Shatavari and Ashwagandha. I know a lady who taught me a lot about Ayurveda and so I was aware of some of those herbs and what they do for women's health, but I was so impressed to see that on your product. Like, did you have someone help you formulate? Is it the hot chocolate and the protein? Yeah, so our supplemented products, they're formulated 
um, with a lady in Auckland who has like a biotech company. So I essentially, because I'm super interested in it as well, and I've worked with naturopaths and it's all good and well to say like, I want these herbs in this product because I take them from my naturopath, but incorporating that into a product is a whole nother story. So I've been really lucky to work with this lady and finding out, you know, the dosage per serve that we want to be giving people in order for them to see the benefits of that product. Yeah, it's been just so cool to be able to offer something that helped me so much when I was trying to figure out my own hormones and to hear back from our community that it's helping them so much. I just love that so much. Moving into the functional food space is a scary one, but one that is just so rewarding because... I remember how excited I was when I, because I didn't have my period for a few years. And when I got my period back, it was literally like I had found out I was pregnant or something. I was so excited. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's been really cool to start to dip our toes into that area. Yeah, functional food is amazing. And it excites me so much that it's becoming more and more mainstream, but also cool that you're, you know, before some people have heard of these herbs and things. What's in the botanical hot chocolate? Is there an adaptogens in that one as well? Yep. So we have got L-theanine in that one, which is an amino acid. And we also have passion flower and skull cap in that one. So that one really helps to calm before bed. And also we encourage people to like, instead of having coffee in the afternoon, like if you're feeling anxious, maybe something like rad sleep is a good alternative. Because I know sometimes I really feel like something in the afternoon, but I know that I won't sleep. And I also will probably get anxiety if I have two coffees a day. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's a good afternoon. Pick me up. That segues me nicely into the last sort of section I wanted to talk to you about, which is something I really admire that you do, which is you do your Pilates teaching and you've got your homes and you've got your business and you've got your running. And I feel like you just fit so much in. Like I think I told one of my friends that I was getting you on the podcast and they were like, oh my God, can you like ask her how she balances like so many things? And I guess my business, the wellness platform is I do speaking and I do lots about wellness and balance and just finding like that work-life balance, which some people feel like they just is impossible. What what are your everyday like wellness practices that you implement that keep you going and keep all of that balance, that wheel turning? I think for me, having things outside of real red food is important. So, and I'm again in a privileged position where I can, sometimes I can work till three o'clock, sometimes I can start at 10 o'clock. So I can fit in those things that take me out of the business and allow me to think more efficiently when I'm in the business. So to me, if I go for a run, I'm considering that as work because it's allowing me to be a better CEO at Real Red Food sort of thing. But running is really important to me at the moment, but in saying that any sort of movement is important to me and I go through obsessions I suppose or phases of moving in different ways and I love that I always love a new challenge I suppose so running is a big one for me and then Pilates I really wanted to be a part of a team that was outside of real red food actually I suppose that you could say that moving my body is important and then learning is important so last year I learned so much about Pilates I did a course and then I became an instructor and every time you instruct you probably learn something more about maybe this movement should have been done on that spring, but you're just learning and you're in such a different cognitive space when you're trying to learn as opposed to when I'm in real red food and I'm trying to teach, I'm trying to teach people or I'm trying to, you know, Mm. be on social media teaching about our products. So it's really nice for me to slip in and out of those different roles. And it's been just so beneficial to my mental health. And I, I like to be a busy person that fills my cup up as opposed to takes away from it. Because I find that if I feel like I've got, 
too much time on my hands, I get overwhelmed more than I would if I've got a lot on. So yeah, I just, it's really important for me to be learning, to be moving and to just be doing things outside of my everyday at Real Red Food. And also Cooper's just been the best thing ever for my mental health. I love that your answer is actually really simple because I ask this question in different ways and you get these really complicated, like wonderful wellness things, but learning and moving and your dog. I love it. So applicable and so relevant. I was just going to say with your early mornings, would there be a morning routine in there? Like, is there anything that you have to do before you leave the house? Yeah, I can slip in and out of a morning routine pretty easily. I'm not that rigid around it. Just because sometimes life just throws things at you and sometimes if I hang myself up too much on a morning routine, I can just run myself into the ground because I'm a very teachable person. So if someone tells me, for example, a book or a podcast tells me to wake up at 5am, do X, Y, and Z, like I will do it. I might be like dying, but I will sit there like doing it. So I don't so much do that, but ideally I'm waking up before I'm on my phone. I am going out, making a coffee, doing something outside of the bedroom. And then I'm either running or I'm just going straight into work or I'm teaching a Pilates class, which I just do once a week. But yeah, not really. I just pretty much wake up and I'm, I'm trying to tune in more to my body as opposed to what I think I should be doing. Because sometimes I struggle to listen to what my body tells me I should be doing. And I had a bit of a iron deficiency last year and I'm just battling to sort of get back on top of that so I'm meaning to just chill a little bit yeah those iron deficiencies can really knock you for energy for a while eh? I know I was just like am I so lazy all of a sudden or what's gone wrong here because I was like waking up like before my alarm running like 15 kilometers then going to work and being fine and then all of a sudden I was like I can't think of anything worse. So I'm taking an iron supplement and it's actually increased heaps, which is good because I would like to feel good again. (laughs) Are you vegetarian or did you used to be? I was vegan for ages, no longer am. I think that the iron deficiency came from all the running because I have heard a lot that like like long distance, like endurance running can deplete that really quickly, especially in women. And I just didn't realize that. So I think it's pretty important to supplement with iron if you're running or doing anything endurance based. I really like what you said before about the different types of people, because when I think about your day, I'm like, that's a lot like my cup would be empty. But then, you know, if you looked at my day, which is like very chill and like open and slow, you'd be like that. You know, it's just interesting how people actually do go one of two ways. Like your cup is filled by being busy, by learning, by moving. I love it. The final question that I wanted to ask you, which I ask every guest that comes on the podcast is what is your own personal experience with the mind body connection in your life? Do you have any experience of when you kind of notice that things might be out of whack in the mind and then you, you know, you pull it back in the body? You've touched on anxiety a couple of times. Yeah, I guess just opening that conversation up. Yeah, I definitely, I'm pretty vocal about my emotions, I suppose. So I know when I'm feeling anxious and that sort of thing. And I definitely can pick up on the fact that like my heart just feels like it's racing a little bit. And sometimes when that's happening, I want, I feel like I want to move my body to like relieve some of that. You just want to like go, go. And other times it's just like a matter of like breathing and relaxing and box breathing and that sort of things helped me in the past. But then at times I feel like I'm a bit out of tune with, I suppose, my mind-body connection because, as I said before, sometimes I don't have a great grasp on listening to my body. So sometimes I'm like, 
oh, I'm so tired that I should go for a run. I go for a run. It's a great run. Other times I'm like, oh my gosh, feel great. Let's go run. And I'm like, I am so exhausted. So sometimes I'm like, am I not actually listening to the mental strain that sometimes my day brings me? And then my body's actually not able to keep up with what I'm trying to do. So definitely trying to pull back and like listen a little bit more. And I think slowing down sometimes allows me to do that. Mm. But yeah, anxiety is like a real thing for me. And sometimes it just like absolutely comes out of nowhere and this feeling of like impending doom I can just be driving along and just be like oh my gosh I imagine though if like my dad died and then I could just like work myself up and I'm like what is actually wrong with me Mm. yeah I've seen a couple of clients recently and it's that exact thing they're like everything in my life consciously is really really good and I'm really excited about it and then I'll be at a party with my friends and out of nowhere I have to leave because I don't know why that came. But I think what you're saying about just tapping into that intuition of what you need, when you need to slow, when you need to speed up, it's an art that we're all trying to learn. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for coming on, Hannah. It was so nice to just pick your brains on a couple of things. And you're seriously such an inspiration to your followers and you're creating amazing products. I've tried them. I love them. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. It's still surreal for me that people are actually buying our products, even though, you know, we've been doing it so long and people do buy them. So yeah, I appreciate that so much. And yeah, I just hope that people can see what I do, but also understand what works for them. Because as you said, sometimes me running and Pilating and (laughs) businessing is just a lot. And, you know, that works for me, but I'm at a stage in my life where it does work for me and it may not always be like that for me. And so it might not be like that for them, but yeah, just figuring out what makes you tick is something that I've luckily been able to learn early on in life, but just keep on keeping on and figuring out hopefully what does that for you. Thank you guys so much for listening, for being open to new ideas and conversations. If you loved this episode, I would appreciate if you could share it around with someone who you think would enjoy it or share it on your Instagram. It really does help me to keep creating the podcast. You can follow me over on Instagram at the underscore wellness platform. I'm always around to chat and love to connect. Have a magical day, tap into your full potential and see how you can harness the mind-body connection.